so anyways, now here here he is standing out in my front porch. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, so what are you doing here? You know, he goes, I don't know I'm here. He goes, all I know is, is like a half an hour ago, it's like an angel tapped me on my shoulder. That's exactly what he did. It's mm-hmm. like this. He goes, I, it was overwhelming. I felt that. And he goes, it was like, I need to find you. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of looking at him. And I'm fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking. I'm like, what? And um, he goes, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like God was telling me to come find you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm sitting down right now with one of my favorite people on the planet. I'm sitting with Mr. Mark Gill. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Uh, Mark has an incredible story. I'm going to talk a little bit about you, and then I'll let you talk about yourself. But Mark has an incredible story. If you've been around Sun Valley, you've probably heard at least bits and pieces of it. And, uh, and most recently, we released Cigar Preacher. Chad's been working on that project behind the scenes, and he does an interview with you. That's the first episode, Mark. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely incredible. If you haven't started following Chad, look up Cigar Preacher. I think we'll put the URL in this podcast. You can click on that, subscribe, like all that, and, and watch that story. Mark, you have a phenomenal story, and we're so honored that you're sitting here with us today. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. I love it, man. It's so awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil a little bit of the interview you did with Chad, but okay. just a just a little piece. Tell us, you had this moment where you almost crossed over from life to death. Like you you were right on the verge of taking your your own life. Give us just the quick version of what kind of had led you up to that moment. Okay, so that would have been uh, November of 2005. Basically, I spent. Um, a good portion of my life drinking and drugging. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in 2005, it kind of came to an end. Um, probably, I guess, what a lot of people would say, hitting the bottom. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was at home and um, live out in the country, out in Oregon. And um, I just ran out of all options, money, um, ran out of alcohol and, and dope. I was taking pills and drinking and trying to trying to literally d- to die mm-hmm. and uh, and it just wasn't working I did it for over a week and um, and as as I was getting closer to running out of alcohol and dope and money um, I was I was thinking about the decision to go ahead and, and use the gun that I've been literally trying to to use for years, but I really never had the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. But in this moment, I had the courage. I was building up the courage because mm-hmm. I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when I when the last stint of alcohol and pills didn't work, and I woke up again, I was like, "All right, I'm done." You know, there's nobody out there in the world that cares about me. I had all this these negative thoughts in my head, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's time for me to leave. The world would be better off with me not in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, Whatever was going on in my head, that was the, the mm-hmm. result, was that thinking. And um, so um, I had a moment where all that happened, and I went, I went to uh, my kitchen, and, and I grabbed a picture of my sister, which I killed in a car accident, mm-hmm. me and another guy, drunk, early on in life, talking to her, telling her how I was going to. You know, come see her. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny because I would have told you also I didn't believe in God. Uh-huh. But yet here I am talking to my sister in this you, you, moment. You know, that, you know that in moments yeah. uh, your life is going to end. Yep. And, and, yep. and you're anticipating some kind of afterlife. You're anticipating something where 
but you didn't believe in God. You didn't believe in yeah. heaven or hell or anything no. like that, but you, you anticipated there, there, there's something else. Yeah. I tell people all the time, it's like, yeah, there's no God, you know. I had a negative feeling about God. Um, but anyways, here I am talking to – crying, talking mm-hmm. to my sister, telling I'm coming to see her, mm-hmm. you know. And as I walk to the room where the gun is, I literally have this moment where I'm like stopped in my tracks and I kind of look up. You know, I guess God's always up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I look up and I'm like, you know, God, if you're effing there, you know, I need your effing help, right? Effing now or I'm going to effing die, you mm-hmm. know? And and I didn't say effing. I was screaming the F-bomb, you know, loud. And I was bawling and walked to the room and sat on the edge of my bed and grabbed the gun, talking to my sister, put the gun to my head and pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, about a half an hour of time went by and I came to – because someone was beating on my double-wide mobile home. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I always say double-wide mobile home because if you know what it's like to be in a double-wide mobile home, it's like echoes through the mm-hmm. house. And, um, and I came to and um, real fuzzy and looking around. And I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And uh, I look down and the gun is laying there in the bed and the hammer's down. And I'm thinking, why am I, you know, I'm feeling for a hole in my head and mm-hmm. I got nothing. Uh, I stand up and the whole time – Someone's beating on this door. It's constant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I finally go and answer the door. And um, realizing the gun obviously didn't go off. I don't know what's happened with it. I don't have a hole in my head. I'm fine. I go answer the door, and um, there's a guy named Glenn standing mm-hmm. at the door. And uh, Glenn is like my, my angel on, on earth, right? Anyways, Glenn's standing there, and, and he looks at me, and he's like, you know, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, you know, not too well. <laughs> yeah. So of all the people and all the moments, Glenn shows up. Glenn shows up. Glenn is the same guy that's been helping me, trying to help me get sober for 18 plus years. Wow. He knows all about the accident with my sister. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he used to buy dope from me and we used to drink together. And he used to tell me how he found another way. Uh-huh. And but this guy never gave up over 18 or so years. Coming by, he'd hear stories about me, mm-hmm. and he'd come by, and he'd have the little book, and he'd be like, Mark, just meet me at this meeting. It'll change your life. Yeah. And uh, all the time. Yep. 18 years. And um, so anyways, now here, here he is standing out in my front porch. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, so what are you doing here? You know? He goes, I don't know why I'm here. He goes, all I know is, is like a half an hour ago, it's like... An angel tapped me on my shoulder. That's exactly what he did. It was mm-hmm. like this. He goes, I, it was overwhelming. I felt that. And he goes, it was like, I need to find you. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of looking at him. And I'm fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking. I'm like, what? And um, he goes, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like God was telling me to come find you. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was like, okay. All right. All right. So you pray this very honest, very real prayer. Uh, lots of expletives. Yeah. Yes. God... Not not only in that moment does does the gun not work, for whatever reason, uh, God sends Glenn. So when you come to, uh, really use the word angel. Angel means messenger. He is the messenger. Yeah. And and here he is bringing you the hope that you were looking for, the thing that your soul was actually longing for, not knowing what it was. And uh, and Glenn shows up and delivers that message. He did. And and through the course of events, and I don't want to give it all away because it's in the cigar preacher. You got to go watch this. Um, God forever transforms your life. And he did. The Mark Gill that I know today 
is the Mark Gill who for many people is is Glenn in their lives. Yes. And and you're the one knocking on people's doors and you're the one saying, hey, your soul's longing for something. God's put you on my heart and let me show you a way. Um, and that that's continued today through you. That's one of the reasons why, Mark Gill, you're one of my favorite people. I never even thought of it that way. Oh, yeah. You just opened that door for yeah. that. Because Glenn is literally one of my favorite people. Yeah. You know, he's with Jesus now, but <clears throat> he is one of my favorite people. And um, obviously. Well, know. Mark, just to say it clear, for a lot of people, you're their favorite person uh, <laughs> because you you were used by God in that moment in people's life. One of the things, if if you've been around Sun Valley, we do big celebrations when it's baptism time. I mean, yeah. we that, that happened years ago. We did this you know special campaign and we said, hey, if you've not been baptized, get baptized. And we baptized over 300 people that weekend. And it was this huge party. And we're like, we're going to do baptisms this way for forever. Well, for the last however many years, Mark, anytime I'm at baptisms, whatever, uh, I almost always see you standing outside and you're giving these big old giant hugs to to people because you were a part of bringing that truth of who God is into, into those people's lives. You were in Celebrate Recovery with them. You walked alongside the journey in them, uh, with them. And and now yeah. you get to, to see the fruit of them putting their trust in Jesus and their eternity is being changed. Yeah. Uh, and it's beautiful. I'm so grateful um, that, that you're still with us uh, and that Glenn knocked on your double wide <laughs> Double mobile home. Yep. Out in the middle of nowhere. All right. So then so the and and this is crazy because just a couple weeks ago I'm I'm out of town, you know, it's fall break, whatever, and I get back and I'm not on social media anymore. I got off social media a little while back, a couple of years ago. And and so everybody's like, Oh, did you hear about Mark? And I'm like, No, what, what's going on with Mark? You know, like, oh yeah. I need to get with him anyway, because I got some stuff with my Jeep he's gonna help me with or whatever. And and so I'm like, and they're like, No, Mark. Mark almost died. I'm like, sorry, what? Tell tell us what happened. This is like a week ago, right? Or two, two weeks, weeks two ago. Two weeks ago today. Okay. So yeah. so walk us through a couple of weeks ago, you you came close to death yet again. Okay. Yeah. 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 And this isn't the second time. It's many times, but this is like a big moment. Mm-hmm. Um because now it's, you know, AD Mark, you know, 17 years after my recovery mm-hmm. time. And um and literally it was like a normal Wednesday. Yep. I never had any chest pains or any feeling of anything bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been feeling a little bit more tired, more out of whack for mm-hmm. probably like a year. Um, but no so, serious medical stuff recently, no, nothing. I get checked all mm-hmm. the time, once, twice a year. Mm-hmm. They do cholesterol checks. They do heart checks, all this stuff. Never, never. I've always been, you're perfect. Yeah. You know? And I'm like... Awesome. I don't know how I am because of how I live, but I'm yeah, you put some rough miles early on some, on that. Yeah, I drove it hard. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Anyways, um, so normal day, I did go to uh, my auto repair shop, and I was working there. I had bent over and got back up real quick, and I felt something weird. I felt like a little lightheaded, mm-hmm. and uh, but no pain or anything. And I just took a couple of deep breaths, and I was thinking, hmm, something's up, but I'm I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know alarms went off like I need to go somewhere. And then went um, went through the day, went home, had dinner with my wife, my mm-hmm. daughter, little little Zeppelin, my grandson was there. Normal night, having fun. Put him, he goes to bed, and uh, told the girls good night. They're gonna stay and watch, stay up and watch some chick show, <laughs> Bachelorette or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways, you weren't interested in that. Not interested. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, I go uh, go into the room, lay down, and. Um, and getting ready for bed. And I, once I lay down, I thought, uh-oh, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, it hit me. Something's, mm-hmm. something's up. Didn't have a hard 
no no real big pain, just like something felt weird in my in my chest. And I th- and the very first thought I had is I'm going to die. Uh-huh. Yep, I'm dying. And I got up. <laughs> this is the weirdest part. I got up. I put my shorts on because I know that fire is probably going to show mm-hmm. up, fire trucks and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I Hang on. So you didn't call 911? Negative. But you got dressed for when 911 shows up. Absolutely. Here. Okay. All right. Just – Getting the time this right. is this is me. This is you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> now, well, yeah, and then mm-hmm. I I put my gun away uh-huh. uh, because I have a two and a half year old, in the, and I just want to make sure that when I die, because I'm probably going to, mm-hmm. then I just want to make sure that everything's good. Yep, so it's put locked it, up in the safe, and you get the yep change of clothes. Got my Oregon Duck shirt on. I, yeah, got to represent. I'm real. <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh about this now, but yeah. it, it, it's probably a lot of people are like, "Why are you laughing about it?" But anyhow. I get all ready. Mm-hmm. I go into the front room. I just got done kissing the girls goodnight and telling them everything. And I, I go in there and I kiss both of them on top of the head and I tell them both I love them. Walk around. I sit down in my chair mm-hmm. and uh, and I look down and I said something's wrong. I don't know what's up. Something's wrong. And then all of a sudden, I, my face kind of went white. I felt flush and that was it. I passed mm-hmm. out. And the next thing I remember is um, coming to. And my wife is basically on top of me, and she's doing this whole – she's got her knuckles in my chest just rubbing away. And I'm like, that hurts. And she's like, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I told her I, – I remember clearly telling her, it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to die, mm-hmm. and it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Like I'm totally okay, um, which is weird because I'm not – I'm more of a fighter than that. But anyhow, um, and she's like, you know, she says something to me, and then I'm out again. Mm-hmm. I come to again, and I'm like, just tell everybody I love them, mm-hmm. and I'm good. I got to live like 17 years longer than I should have. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful, all these things. And she's like, the F you are. You ain't, mm-hmm. you ain't dying here. All right? She's like very adamant about that. I ain't, I'm not. Um, and she helped save my life that day. Mm-hmm. I know she did. And uh, and so did Casey. Um, but I, I I noticed Casey running in and out of the garage Obviously, they're on the phone with 911. They're waiting for fire to show up. And then I go out again, come back again. And um, and then fire gets there, and they're working on me. And, and I remember talking to the firefighter guys like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to – I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna die. So you so you're preparing everybody absolutely for for you to pass. Like you're you're yep. you're concerned about hey it's okay I'm I'm gonna die everything's it's all good <laughs> and you're you're helping them just be at ease uh, while you're dying absolutely yeah and it was so peaceful uh huh the weirdest thing ever so and you I, weren't you weren't feeling feelings of fear or dread or any of that zero yeah you're you're feeling like okay I. I had extra years that I'd. That's all I could think of was this. I've had seven, almost 17 extra years. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. And throughout this 17 years, I always tell people, if I ever pass away, just let everybody know that I'm good. Yeah. Because, like, I have all this extra time. Mm-hmm. Right? And, um, but that's kind of selfish if you think about it. Mm. <laughs> I think about it now. It's really selfish for me to think that way at the time. But um, because – you know, I have people that love me and care about me, and it's not the old days at mm-hmm. all. And you know, and life is different. But this is how I felt. Yeah. So you're you're in and out of consciousness. Mm-hmm. You're you're 
in an ambulance, in and out of consciousness. You tell the EMT, because I remember you sharing this with me, I'm going to die. And he's like, no, you're not. Like, yeah. every, everybody was, else is, like, focused and we're going we're gonna to save you. And you're like, no, nah, I'm good. Um, and then you get to the hospital and, yeah. and you pass out again at the hospital. And, yeah. and just to give the kind of what's happening behind the scenes, you, you find out later that your Widowmaker, as it's called, is 99% blocked. Is that correct? Yep, that's fact. And there's a reason it's called the Widowmaker. I mean, this is something that you don't recover from. Yep. This thing gets blocked and that that's it. And yep. so here, 99% blockage, in and out of consciousness. And then you kind of have this moment. Talk, talk us through kind of this moment that you have as you're unconscious. Okay. So just like you said, in and out of consciousness on the way, firefighters are telling me all kinds of badass fire fire stuff mm-hmm. to, to, to keep me going. And um, I get to the hospital and I looked at the nurse. I was awake again. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to make it. And then all of a sudden I had this attack coming again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the worst one. Mm-hmm. And I, and I go out and, um, and I didn't know I was dreaming. I just thought I was talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm literally talking to somebody, and it was clear that the person was on my right-hand side. Mm-hmm. This is what I remember. And I remember saying, same thing I've been telling my wife and the firefighters and all this stuff. is like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good to go. Matter of fact, I felt like this amazing amount of peace mm-hmm. that was, that was mm-hmm. available, if that makes sense. And then all of a sudden, this person was like, yeah, but what about your, your family, your mm-hmm. friends? kids, church, all these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of selfish kind of of me, I guess, mm-hmm. not to think of those things. Um, but then back and forth, the conversation was, yeah, wait a minute, I have a lot of amazing reasons to live, right? Yeah. So it's like I got, I felt like I got to make a decision to live. Wow. And that's exactly what I did. I was like, oh, Okay, well, then I'm going to live. <laughs> and it was so matter of fact, too. All right. So you've had some pretty incredible things happen in your life. And I, I love because I called you on the phone as soon as I heard what was going on. And you're like, yeah, it's weird. Weird stuff just happens to me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hard to kill. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, know the yeah, deal. It's, just, it's another day in the life of Mark Gill. So, yeah. So it, you yeah. you have this moment where you, you're kind of like, okay, I could just enter into this overwhelming, incredible peace. Yep. Um, or I can – keep on living, which I, I don't know that everybody gets that choice, but here you are and you kind of are like, yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to keep living. That's exactly how it was too. Yeah. <laughs> and if you know me, that's exactly how kind of how I think. I'm uh-huh. just... So I wake, I come to, and, um, and I look at the nurse and I'll never forget. She had a yellow mask on and, mm-hmm. and, and I just looked at her and said, I'm going to live. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, oh, okay. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to live. I've, I've, I've decided I'm going to live. Okay, yeah. so this guy's having a massive heart attack. He's passed out multiple times, 99% blocked, no blood getting through, you know, his system, whatever. And all of a sudden he wakes up and says, ah, I'm going to live. Yes. <laughs> I, w- I would love to know her experience. What a surreal <laughs> moment that must have been for that nurse. I know. And then the very first thing I do is, is when I say that to her, I look to the person that's sitting that to my right side and there's no one there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. And it's a little blurry, you know. Um and the only thing I've had up to this point is aspirin that the firefighters mm-hmm. maybe chew up. Um, but that was the last time I went out. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, from that moment on, I felt amazing. Mm-hmm. Clear up until 
24 hours later when they put this stent in. Mm-hmm. I felt better actually during that time than even after I put the stent in. Yeah. Yeah. So I was good. So taking the surgery, they, they fix you up. It's like Jiffy Lube for the heart. They get everything working again. <laughs> and, uh, and now here you are sharing that story. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so here's, here's my question for us as we're listening is we're, we're in a series right now. We're talking about heaven and hell. We're talking about the other side. The Bible talks a lot about there, there's more to life than just, you know, this birth date, date of death, and this dash in between that, that all of us spend eternity somewhere, that there's something more than just this short timeline that we're living in right now. Um, what would you say to somebody who's like, I, I don't know if I really believe in all of that, or I don't, I don't know. Most people that are listening, because um, this is one of the most common fears, they're afraid of death. They're afraid of all the unknown of that. Um, what, w- what would you say to that person who's like, I, I don't know what's out there. I'm, I'm afraid of what's beyond this life. What, what would be your words to them? I used to be afraid. Hmm. And, um, and when I came to know who God was in my life first and then who Jesus was, and then just in this period of time, um, I've just learned somehow in my life that I don't have to be in fear of it. Mm-hmm. I have a place I know that I'm going. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, do you know that intellectually because you read it? Do you know it emotionally because you feel it? Do you know it? Is it even deeper than that? Like what? When you say you know it, what does that mean? Well, I've experienced some miracles in my life. Mm-hmm. Some pretty big miracles in my life. That helps me know it. Yeah. But the factual stuff, what I've learned since I've been coming to church, mm-hmm. um, what the Bible says, tells me that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to witness many people doing their life and having this moment where they pass they pass away and they know, matter of fact, where they're going. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, it didn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. I, I had to learn that stuff. I had to get educated. I had to figure out that uh, most of the stuff that I grew up learning um, – about God was wrong. Mm. Um, turns out the whole time I'm I'm mad at God. I'm not. I don't. It's not that I don't believe in Him. I'm just mad because you know everything was His fault. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a God, it must be His fault that all these things are happening. I never could look at myself. But the truth is, is that I educated myself by coming to church, by going into recovery, the rooms of recovery, Alcoholics Anonymous, Celebrate Recovery. They taught me the nature mm-hmm. of who God is. Mm-hmm. In Alcoholics Anonymous, I used to have these coincidences happen all the time, and mm-hmm. everybody would be like, no, those are God shots. God's speaking to you, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's the stuff that I learned. Mm-hmm. I had to have a relationship to actually learn that. Mm-hmm. And I opened that relationship up the moment I said, you know, in step three, yes, God, I'll let you take care of my life, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I'm willing to do whatever. And, uh, and the whatever for me was is, is going to meetings, coming to church, and learning who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Um, AA saved my life. Um, Celebrate Recovery saved my heart. You know, that's kind of how it, it is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it changed my heart. It changed how I think. Um, it didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It happened in time. Yeah. And um, so through what the Bible says, through what I've heard from people's stories in and out of AA and Celebrate Recovery, coming to church here now for 14 years, listening to you, listening to Chad, all of that stuff, the dots get connected all the time for me. And mm-hmm. that's why I know where I'm going. You have a clear picture of what's to come. It's very clear. Yeah. Um, and it was it was not clear before, Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, as soon as I heard that, one, you had almost died, and and then two, that you had recovered, and I think you went back to work the next day, and we're all upset <laughs> with you, like, come on, Mark, just stay home, yeah. man, take a day off. <laughs> I uh, roll in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I just had this thought of you know God's going to continue to to use you to to be a Glenn. He's going to continue yeah. to. I, I think there's still more people yet to be hugged by you getting out of that baptismal water. Yeah. After saying yes to Jesus, and so I'm I'm incredibly grateful that uh, you're still here with us and that 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 ministry is going to continue. And I also know that one day you and I, we will graduate and uh, and that we will experience that peace and that love and that joy and all that God's created us for, all the things we've ever longed for in our soul. Uh, we'll, we'll finally be able to experience that without the presence of sin in our lives. Uh, And and so we look forward to that day. Uh, But until that day comes, we we do what we can do to help as many people meet Jesus, to be a Glenn in their lives, to hug them when they get out of the baptismal water, Absolutely. to be a messenger, which is what you're doing right now on the podcast. So thank you for doing that and yeah. spending time with us. Mark, I want to ask that you would uh, pray for those who are listening. Uh, pray for us. Pray that maybe we'd experience some of that peace. Yeah, I will. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much um, again for today. And um, and this is what I do every day. I'm going to do it again right now. Um, I surrender to you today and whatever you have for me today. Um, and and others, I pray that we'd listen to you uh, and clearly do that. Also, I pray for everybody that's listening, Lord, that you just get tangled up in their hearts like you've gotten tangled up in mine. Um, And they they just simply surrender to who you are, even if they don't know it, um, that they would be willing, the key word willing, to learn who you are. And I pray everybody's listening that would just do that simple thing, just to surrender and become willing. Um, and that's my prayer today for everybody that's listening. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for being a part of our life. Thank you for, for saving me. I'm so grateful. Um, and I absolutely love you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.